The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. Hello, welcome to John's Media Show, where we talk about media and other stuff. And before I get started with my Child's Play 3 film trivia, I'd like to give a shout out to any friends or family that may be tuning in to listen to me today, and I hope you enjoy the show. And for any new listeners that may be tuning in to listen to me today, I'd like to talk to you about how to critique new sort of media. So how to critique any sort of media is based on its entertainment value. I'll look at the pros and cons. If the pros outweigh the cons, it will get a high rating. If the cons outweigh the pros, it will get a low rating. If it's mediocre, the pros and cons be but equal. I try to keep my reviews as spoiler-free as possible, but in some cases I do need to get into spoiler territory, since it may be a major part in my review. But I'll give you an estimated time of how long we'll be talking about the spoilers, so people who don't want the experience spoiled, don't get the experience spoiled. I have two unique, unique rating systems. The first is unique to what you're medium I'm critiquing, so for films, I use popcorns, because that's what you eat when you go to the cinema. For video games, I use video game controllers, because that's what you play video games with. And for TV shows, I use televisions, because that's what you watch TV shows on. The second rating system is, because I'm a film collector, more specifically on Blu-ray, or the digital iTunes HD, I use this as a helpful guide for any other media collectors that may be tuning in to listen to me today. So at the bottom we have to skip it. This is where whatever I'm critiquing has no entertainment value whatsoever, not even so bad it's good, like Batman and Robin, that you can laugh at how ridiculous some of the top of thing is. Rented slash stream it is where, uh, for example, if the film's kind of recently in cinemas, and I think it's good, but not good enough, good enough for you to warrant your money, time, and potentially fuel, depending on where your local cinema is. And you can wait three or four months for it to come out on DVD, Blu-ray, or streaming services such as Netflix or Disney+. Plus. Then I say rent it slash stream it. Said once is also using the same example where if the film is kind of recently in cinemas, and I think it's good enough for you to go see it once in the cinemas, but then be done with it, then I say see it once. But the highest honor is obviously to buy it on Blu-ray. This is where whatever Wichiki has great entertainment value, and you'll never get tired of watching or playing the video game. So now we're heading into Child's Play 3 Film Trivia. Under pressure from Universal, screenwriter Don Mancini was asked to begin writing the third film even before the second film was released. Hence, this, move, this movie was released only nine months after Child's Play 2. Mancini is called his least favorite because he felt he was out of ideas so soon after the second installment. This was the first film in the series to use computers to aid in Chucky's puppetry in order to perfect lip-syncing. The box office disappointment of this film, it made only $20.5 million on a $13 million budget, is the reason why there was not another Chucky movie for seven years until Bride of Chucky in 1998. Don Mancini initially wanted to introduce the concept of multiple Chucky's in the movie, but due to budget constraints, the idea was eventually scrapped. Mancini later used this concept 26 years later for Cult of Chucky. This is Brad Dorff's least favorite movie in the series. The only This is the only film in the series where Andy Barkley is played by a different actor instead of Alex Vinson. The simple reason for the recasting was, of course, that Andy had to age 8 years, whereas Vinson was only still only 9 years old when the film was made. He does appear twice, though, via photos as young Andy at the beginning and middle of the film. Alex Vinson would later return to the role in Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky. 
Peter Jackson was asked to direct. This is the last film in the series to use Child's Play in its title until the release of the reboot Child's Play in 2019. The young adult cast participated in actual war games together. The final film in this this is the final film in the series to include the lore that Chucky must transfer his soul into the first person who revealed his true identity, that being Charles Lee Ray, to and within a limited time frame before he's stuck in the body forever. Brian and Chucky recons this lore and introduces the heart of the Dembala amulet that Charles apparently always had, and was buried with his corpse, with the amulet he can possess any human host he wants. The story of this film takes place eight years following the events of Child's Play 2, but was released only nine months after that film. Additionally, the story of this film takes place only one month before the events of the next film, Brighter Chucky, but that film was released seven years after this one. This is the first film in the series that Chucky in doll form uses a gun as a weapon. The scene where Tyler sees the good guy doll commercial on television is similar to the original. When Annie sees the good guy doll commercial on TV, they both say, Wow! When they see the ad. Chucky always loses his right hand before he dies. In Child's Play, Annie's mom shoots it off. In Child's Play 2, Annie tears it off to escape from a bar. In this movie, Annie cuts it off with a knife. This is the only Child's Play film where no females die. All the, the victims are male. S- um, Sergeant Botnick explains that soldiers need their hair cut short so that opponents cannot pull it back and slit their throats. Later on, Botnick is killed when Chucky slits his throat. I'm John Scott, this is John's Media Show on Fish FM, and we're heading into a music break. And I'll see you after the break. And that was We Know What You Whisper. 
composed by Ludwig Göransson from the film score of Black Panther Wakanda Forever.
that was Imperious Rex, composed by Ludwig Göransson from the film score of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever.
and that was Ibambay, composed by Ludwig Göransson from the film score of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Thank you. 
and that was Man of Steel, Hans's original sketchbook, composed by Hans Zimmer from the film score of Man of Steel. Welcome back to John's Media Show, where I talk about media and other stuff. Now, unfortunately, it's all the time we have for this session today, but I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to listen to me today, because otherwise it'd just be in a room filled with, com- filled with computers, speaking into a microphone, all by myself. If you'd like me to critique anything, please go to freshfm.net. We can go to our Facebook page and leave me the po- a post via the visitors' post with your recommendation and the hashtag John's Media Show. If I pick a recommendation, I'll give a shout out to whoever did so. I hope you've all had a wonderful day at school and or work, and I'll hopefully see you all next time. I'm John Scott. This is John's Media Show on Fish FM. I'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.